We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church Podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to this message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. So what's your favorite thing about Christmas? Is it the decorations? Some of you guys have had Christmas decorations up since the end of Halloween. You just kind of skip Thanksgiving altogether. Is it the music? I always have to negotiate with my wife and older son about the appropriate time to play Christmas music. And it's only after Thanksgiving. Hello, somebody. If you agree with me, shout me out in the chat. Maybe it's the snow. For some of you guys, you love the snow. If you live in the Midwest like us or up north, you desire a white Christmas. I don't. I actually prefer a green and warm Christmas. For some of you, probably the kids watching, it's the gifts. You love the gifts. Uh, Shoot, even if you're an adult, you probably love the gifts as well. You love opening the gifts or figuring out which one is yours if your parents don't put names on the gifts, much like my parents didn't put names on the gifts. Or maybe sneaking down to the tree and trying to figure out which gift you got. See, gift giving has become one of the highlights of the Christmas season. But we give gifts at different times of the year. See, we give gifts on Valentine's Day. We give gifts on Sweetest Day, whatever that day is. If you know what that day is, you know, shoot me a text. Let me know. Send me a message. I don't know what Sweetest Day is. We give gifts on anniversaries, and we give gifts on birthdays. One birthday, one of our sons was getting to the age where, let's just say, his body was changing. He was sweating more than usual, and we knew it was a matter of time that sweat would turn into a a funky odor. So as his birthday was approaching, we decided to purchase an extra special gift for him, one that he would not expect. We also decided not to buy any fancy wrapping paper or bows. Instead, we wrapped his gifts in newspaper and recycled paper bags. Then we hid all his gifts except for this one. I remember it like it was yesterday after we sang happy birthday to him. He blew out the candles, and then we handed him that one gift. Only one small gift wrapped in newspaper. He was a little shocked that there was only one gift, but being the optimistic kid that he is, he said, good things come in small packages. He began to open the gift, and he worked through the first layer of the newspaper. Then he had another layer of the wrapping tissue, only to discover that his gift was a red stick of Old Spice. You should have seen the look on his face. He didn't know whether to be mad or cry or be gracious, so he just stared and sheepishly thanked us for the gift that he didn't know know why he received. I know all the psychologists and therapists right now are so angry with me, but I was doing my best to hold in the laughter. Listen, if you've got an issue with this, send a message to our executive pastor. Pastor Taylor would love to shield or field all of your uh, your hate mail or whatever it is. <laughs> Finally, he asked what I'm supposed. He, he asked, "What am I supposed to do with this gift?" And with tears welling up in my eyes and laughter about to literally bellow out of my being, I said, "Put it on." And it was funny, but we gave him his other gifts and it was great. But in all seriousness, Christmas is about a gift that was given, one that was unexpected. 
one that didn't come perfectly wrapped in the best package. So let's unwrap the layers to understand more about this story. See, the birth of Jesus in the book of Luke arrived in the most unexpected way. This couple that was getting ready to get married discovers that the young woman engaged to be married is pregnant, yet he's not the father. That's the first layer. But then he decides to stay committed to her because an angel promises him that this baby is special and is God's child and that he's miraculously placed in the young woman's womb so she could be the caretaker of this special child. Then in her final months carrying the baby, there's a national census. But instead of the census people coming to knock on the doors to count how many people live in a community, they have to travel to their city of origin to get counted. Imagine the headache of having to pack up a pregnant lady, then put her on a donkey in her last trimester. Listen, if I was Joseph, I'd have said, babe, I'll make sure you're counted because you're not going with me. I want you and this baby to be safe and help me, Jesus. I want to be sane. But that's not what Joseph did. He travels with a very pregnant woman on a donkey out of town. That's the second layer. Finally, as they look for a place to stay, no place is found. And they have to not only stay in a barn, but she has to give birth to this baby in a barn surrounded by animals, flies, probably animal poop, and the harsh reality that no one is willing to give them a safe place to stay, even though she was pregnant. That's the third layer. See, the birth of Jesus showed up in the way that it was not expected. Much like my son's gift was wrapped in ordinary newspaper and wrapping tissue, Jesus' birth was wrapped in the unfortunate circumstance of the ordinary. However, there's something one must understand. Though our gift to our son was meant to be funny, there was a lot of truth behind our gift. We knew that our son would get older and as he began to perspire, that sweat would begin to take on a smell that would make it uncomfortable for people to be around. We knew that our son would soon be a young man who would need the sweet-smelling covering of deodorant to mask the scent of his maturing body. See, here's the thing. Our gift was in jest, but God's gift was in grace. He knew that humanity's sin had created a foul odor that had polluted the world and was unacceptable by God. God knew that from the time we were born, the stench of our sin would stain the very perfection of the image he created in us. The circumstances of Jesus' birth were unexpected, but they were planned. And as parents, we knew our son would need the covering of the deodorant. God knew that you and I would need the perfect covering of the crimson blood of Jesus. See, Christmas is about a gift that we received that we did not know we would need. Jesus is our covering. He not only covers us, but he cleanses us. And no matter how bad we mess up or how much our sin stinks, God loved us so much that he sent his son that although he didn't seem like much to the world, he was much more than we could ever imagine. 
He would give up everything so that if we let him cover us through confessing that he is God and that we desperately need him and we commit our lives to him, we would experience forgiveness, restoration, and hope in his holy covering and restoring power. So today, as we celebrate Christmas, let us never forget that in Jesus, we've been covered. We've been rescued. And the stench of our sin has been replaced by the fragrance of God's love in and through the gift born in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ. Today, if you want to ask God to forgive you and cover you, would you just pray with me? Just say these words right there, wherever you're watching it from. God, thank you for the gift that you gave me in Jesus Christ. Thank you that though he was ordinary, his sacrifice for me would have, was extraordinary. Thank you that in Jesus, my sins are covered. Thank you that in Jesus, that I get to restore the image that you planned for me through his life. God, forgive me. God, restore me. God, cover me. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church Podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more messages like this one.